Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want. I'm especially excited this afternoon to have as a guest Chase Roth. He is both the owner of Sano Steam, which is a local business. He's the leader of the Veterans Business Collective, and he's now a partner at Signal Fire Media. So welcome to the show, Chase. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. You and I first connected through, I think you came to Coastal Connections, one of my networking team meetings, maybe as a guest of... Of Rob or Rob Renz or I think the first time we actually met and shook hands was at a VBC event. Might have been. I think you were a guest of Rob's. Yeah. For the VBC, and then subsequently, uh, you invited me to Coastal Connections. Yeah. So the Veteran Business Collective. It's uh, it's a group of veterans, local business people, or people that support veterans um, here in the Wilmington area. Yeah, we've got a great mix of veteran business owners and professionals, yeah. as well as military spouses, and then, like you said, civilian supporters. Yeah. Well, what I like to do at the start of each of my shows usually is you, as a guest, give us a little bit of background around who is Chase, where'd you come from, what some of your personal experience, life experience, business experience that brings you to where you are right now, so people, listeners have a little bit of context as we get into some specific topics. Yeah, Sure. Uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, <laughs> and I left for boot camp two days after I graduated high school, and I spent 13 years in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I left active duty in December of 2013, uh, stayed here in eastern North Carolina. Um, not a lot of opportunity in rural Wisconsin where I'm from, so yeah. me and my wife already owned a couple of houses out here, and we decided to just call this home uh, yeah. in the, the Wilmington area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started looking at what our next chapter was going to be, and um, I didn't really want to get into the, uh, the the quagmire of selling time for money. Yeah. Uh, so looking for a job wasn't something that I was excited about mm-hmm. uh you know so we looked at our other op- other options at that time and uh going into business was really the only one that was uh viable mm-hmm. you know, making money off investing or real estate requires a substantial sum of money to get started with mm-hmm. so you know being an enlisted marine for 13 years didn't really you know set me up with a huge pile of cash yeah. to, to launch my <laughs> my real estate <laughs> empire with so uh you know we, we decided to, to go into business and uh me and my, my brother-in-law um, bought Sano in 2015. It's a restoration and cleaning company. Yeah. And that wasn't my first business, though. My first my first try right out the gate was I was still on active duty, and me and a fellow service member, uh, we we started a consulting company to do, uh, like, risk mitigation, uh, risk analysis, uh, that sort of thing, using uh, skills that we had learned in the military, just applying it to a corporate setting. Yeah. And quickly learned um, that I didn't know anything about business <laughs> and that there's uh, a lot of people out there who know a lot more than I did mm-hmm. um, and are willing to take advantage of that fact and try mm-hmm. and, as a business owner, to sell me all kinds of things that I don't really need, uh, you know, to start and run a business. And mm-hmm. so that that quickly uh, fizzled out and died Um so then we acquired a business and we went that that direction. And we're still running that one. That one's still going well. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the last you know seven years or so, I've probably been into six or seven, maybe maybe more uh, different businesses. Um, to your serial entrepreneur. I, I don't like that term because <laughs> that term's used for people like Elon Musk and yeah. uh, you know really successful people, which you know I'm not. Uh, but I just keep trying, mm-hmm. right? Th- things fail. That's just the nature mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time I try something new, I try a new industry, uh, there's there's a ton of learning that goes mm-hmm. with that. You know, I've, I've got an MBA, but I've learned more through my failures out on the street yes. than I ever did in the Absolutely. classroom. So uh, there's always something to be gained by just, just taking action, just trying. Yeah, we, uh, we've talked a little bit before um – you know, I do some coaching with a man school, and we have this concept of fail forward fast and this other concept yeah. of taking massive action. And, and I've really 
kind of modified that concept of fail forward into fall forward. And just as you said a minute ago, is like, as, as long as I keep trying and I keep moving forward, I'm going to have success. I may, I may not, this, this opportunity may not have worked out about it, but it, you know, if I go this other direction, I may have a little greater success and I'm going to have learned from these different experiences that for the next thing I do, I know a little bit more, a little more wise. Yeah. And I maybe have a few more connections that I had to the last time I started something. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of things, regardless of the business that you, you do that are the same. They're just basic business functions. So mm -hmm. repetition helps build proficiency. Yes. Uh, but then different industries, different types of businesses have unique things. Mm -hmm. And every time you start a business, it, it could be under different circumstances or a different type of deal. So you get to learn deal structure, you get to learn funding. Mm -hmm. The more you do, the more you learn. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not dissuaded by it, uh, by the failures. I think it's, uh, it's healthy and it's good and it's allowed me to have the successes that I've had if I hadn't had some of those earlier failures. Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, when I was transitioning out of the military, there was a, a desire to hire like junior military officers. I mm -hmm. left the active duty as a captain a long, long time ago. You came out of the military with your background experience and there are certain skills and things that we learn in the military that are very, very valuable, uh, in business and, um, you know, and I don't know what, which of those things that have been most significant for you that you think about now the things you're doing with a lot of former military people, what is it that those veterans are uniquely good at that are applying now in business and the, the things you're doing now? That's a good question. Um, you learn a lot. I guess it depends on how many years you spent in the military. Mm -hmm. You know, if you only did four years, uh, your exposure to the planning process and that sort of thing is more limited. If you do more time and you climb through the ranks, then you, you get really detailed training on the military planning process, mm -hmm. uh, the Marine Corps planning process and, and these things. And that directly translates to starting and operating a business. Absolutely, uh, You get more involved in, in how the systems work and administering systems and mm -hmm. managing people the higher you go. Mm -hmm. And those directly translate. But I think the one universal thing that probably... Uh, across the board, regardless of how much time you spend, it's just execution. Yeah. Just the ability to just get stuff done, right? Mm -hmm. Just, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it doesn't do anybody any good to sit around and talk about it forever yeah. and have a bunch of meetings. Uh, just get it done. Just go do it, get it done. If there's an obstacle, you go around it, over it, through it, whatever. Yeah. You just execute. Uh, that's been a common trend I've seen through my, my personal network of veteran friends who have gone into mm -hmm. business is they just don't let things hold them up and get in their way. Yes. Their ability to execute is on point. That, you know, that was a principle I learned as a young officer in the Army, especially going through Ranger School, was this, like, you know, mission first, men always, but it's like, you know, we got a mission to accomplish. We're going to get it done yeah. one way or another. The other thing I was thinking about as a key skill uh, for me personally, learning beyond the planning and uh, the mission orientation is problem solving. Yeah. Because so, you're constantly in the military, constantly solving problems there's a mission you gotta you gotta figure it out you know what are the resources you gotta you gotta bring to bear and in business you're constantly solving problems yeah always you're hooking a jabbing every day there's, there's <laughs> not not one day in business that's yeah. that's easy where somebody else is not trying to steal steal your lunch yeah uh, you, you know you, you gotta be on your game every single day yeah yeah absolutely well i thought you know Ahead of the show, we were talking about the uh, the reflect acrostic within the theme, the reflect the life you want. And then in, uh, there were a number of them that um, you felt like you could talk about any one of those subjects. But one that really seemed to resonate um, from what I've observed, you know, for you as a leader locally in business and what we've done through networking is that you've really figured out how to leverage your tribe, so to speak. So the C of the acrostic reflect is to clarify your inner circle. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you as a, a leader with the Veterans Business Collective stepping forth with, you know, trying to encourage State Bill 711 or Senate Bill 711, trying to encourage some legislation to benefit our veterans uh, and other things that you have going on. I've seen how you've come together with other like-minded individuals, especially veterans, that are entrepreneurs and you guys are making things happen you know and it's been kind of cool to watch and kind of be on the periphery of that a little bit to see 
Yeah, I've been very fortunate over the last 12 to 18 months um, mm-hmm. to have some really cool people come into my life. Yeah. Um, you know, people come in and out of our lives every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were in the military for more longer than I was. and well, Four and a half years active duty, another 14 in the reserves. Yeah, you did, you did more time than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you came across countless people that were great people, but mm-hmm. you didn't stay in touch with all of them. And um, for one reason or another. And, and so it's, you hit a, you hit times where things just line up and the right people come into your mm-hmm. life at the right time for yep. the right reasons. And things just seem to start to kind of fall in place without really having to, it feels like you don't put a lot of effort into it when that yeah. happens. I'm sure the, the effort's there, but it doesn't feel like you're, you're putting a lot in. And I've been very fortunate this last like 12 to 18 that people like you've come into my life mm-hmm. and, and uh, the other folks on the signal fire team and the other folks uh, uh, have been with me with the VBC from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been an absolutely fantastic last eight, 18 months. Well, it's been cool to watch. And, and I think you're right is when um, it just seems like it's when things are going the way they should go and like we're stepping into our unique calling and purpose and the gifts and the talents that we have when it's easy and it's flowing, it's because, okay, we're in the space we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we're uniquely called to do. And uh, when you're able to do that with like-minded people and you're kind of, you know, aligned around, okay, this is, this is the mission, kind of getting back to that military mindset. We're headed this direction. We're going and we're, we don't have all the answers yet. That's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that's a great point. You mentioned uh, SB 711 um, yeah. that we started working on this last summer. So Senator Raybon, who actually lives in Southport, and he's yeah. our senator for this area, he sponsored uh, SB 711, uh, the Compassionate Care Act, mm-hmm. to legalize a medical marijuana program in the state of North Carolina. And one mm-hmm. of the treatable conditions in that bill is PTSD, yeah. which is you know, a big problem in the veteran community. And it's mm-hmm. a... Uh, there, there's a ton of evidence to support that uh, the, the proper use of cannabis uh, reduces significantly the symptoms of uh, PTSD, not just uh, the, the mental and emotional symptoms, but the physiological symptoms as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, so we have an opportunity to reduce the suicide rate, which is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a no-brainer. I had a, a platoon leader that I served under in, in Iraq in 2005 called me up and said, hey, this... Uh, this bill's being put before the Senate Judiciary Committee. I'm going to come up there and testify. He testified in Louisiana. His name's uh, Gary Hess. Uh, they got it passed in Louisiana, and he was coming up here to help out. He said, do you want to come up to the Capitol? I said, yeah, can I bring some friends? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, bring some friends. Yeah. I said, okay. So I called Rob um, and some other guys that I knew didn't need to know the details. We didn't need to sit and think about it for three weeks. We yeah. didn't have to, you know, plan out every little thing. All I knew is we, we could throw a suit in the car, we could drive up to Raleigh and go visit the Senate and uh, take it from there and see what happens. Right. And we had no expectations. We didn't know what was going to happen, but we all drove up there uh, with an open mind. And the next thing you know, we're, we're on uh, you know state television testifying yeah. before the Senate Judiciary Committee yeah. uh, with, with zero planning or, or thought that that's where it would go to. Mm-hmm. So to your point, when you have people that think like you mm-hmm. and that you trust... And you, you can count on their their capabilities and their personality to be consistent. Um, you can you can take leaps like that. Yes. Where you don't have to you don't have to think about it. And you say, yeah, I know I can call these guys and yeah. whatever it is, it's going to get done. We're going to make it happen mm-hmm. uh, and not not have to question it. That's you know that's powerful. And um, you know, I've recently formed a, a partnership, Title Realty Partners, a Marine Corps veteran, Matthew Kane. Uh, EXP Realty, and, and we kind of went that way. It was like we, we met very quickly. We just just had a good sense about each other. It's like, yeah, let's let's move forward. And we just kind of on a handshake, we've been we've been moving forward, making this happen. And now you know the Signal Fire Media podcast studio is here, co-located in our offices. Uh, and I've just seen you know the synergies like you've talked about in the last 12, 18 months of different people that I've connected with yourself. Scott Wilkinson, Rob Renz, Matt Milet, you know, other people through the VBC. It's just, uh, it's been interesting for me to watch and observe how those like-minded people have come together and very quickly making a big impact. 
So what you're doing with the Veterans Business Collective, I always tell people if you want to get involved in something where real business is happening and there's you know, real fruit from the networking, if you're interested in supporting veterans' causes and veteran-owned businesses, get to the Veterans Business Collective. And I brought a few folks out there and made. we had our meeting last night. We were yeah, making some connections. And it's just like um, it's, it's easy. And I'm a Homes for Heroes realtor with uh, – EXP Realty, and I give money back to people that serve in the community or served our nation. So I have a heart for veterans, being one myself, not having ever served in a combat situation, but still been willing to write that blank check for your country. There's, it's kind of a different mindset. Yeah. And people that have that heart for serving and heart for uh, making a difference and an impact in the community or for our nation, they're unique. And it's uh, you just you just walk in the room and you can walk up and start having a conversation with someone. You just you know find out a little bit about them before you know it. You're talking about all kinds of. It's really like you cool know each other for years already. You just yeah. you ex- extend that level of of trust and uh, familiarity that it might take months or years to develop mm-hmm. with a non-veteran, uh, just based on the fact that you went. You, you know, you both went to boot camp or yep. officer candidate school, whichever. Yeah, you, you suffered there. Yeah. Under similar circumstances, yeah. if not at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, and you went through the grind of deployments and mm-hmm. being away from family. You have that, that shared suffering. And so you, you can connect quicker and you can extend trust quicker. You have that, that cultural connection that just reestablishes so quickly when you, yeah. when you get everybody in a room together. Um, I mean, we had a lot of new faces at last night's meeting, people yeah. I've never met before. And you wouldn't have known it. Yeah, looking at the room from an outsider, and you take a step back, and you just watch the interactions, and everybody's smiling and laughing and having a good time and mm-hmm. helping each other out and referring business, and it it wasn't apparent that there were any strangers in the room, but there uh, were several. Yeah, that hadn't been there before. Yeah, and I, I made a point of introducing uh, a new, relatively new member that we know to make sure that that person had connections with some other people that I knew that could they could benefit one another, and I, I've learned for myself. Uh, that that's a strength for me. I, I didn't know it a few years ago, but it's a strength to be able to help other people, which is just kind of generally my mindset, and connect other people and network with other people. And it's like, Chase, I know you. You should meet this person because you guys can help each other. And uh, yeah, and we See, that that comes naturally for you, which is great. I have to explain that to the group every every <laughs> week. Like, hey, you know, you put a different hat on. Think about what you can do for people that maybe even aren't in the room. Yeah. You know, maybe you know somebody that's out in town somewhere doing a different thing, but they'd benefit from knowing somebody you just met here tonight. Yes. And be conscious of that and be aware of it and try and make those connections. Maybe we need to do a little, uh, like we have the guest speakers, maybe we need to do a little thing around networking 101. Maybe maybe you need to take a member spotlight and do that for us. (laughs) I'd be happy to do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, you are, um, you know, you think a lot about things and, you know, you're a serious minded guy and you're a serious business person. But, you know, like what I do with the, the Veteran Business Collective for me, it's, it's like always at the closing of each one of those meetings. And I don't know, you, you, you could share what that toast is, but it's like, you know, the three kind of reasons that the Veteran Business Collective is like exists is this sense of purpose there's kind of mm-hmm. this shared sense of purpose we're veterans helping other veterans and then there's this sense of belonging this tribe you know we may be various branches some are enlisted some are uh, officers some of us served in different periods of time but there's this shared camaraderie it's like you said before you know you, you've been there you've been through something yeah. Uh, yeah, that shared camaraderie, and then this sense of creating financial security and economic security for the families that are represented in the room. Yeah, it's huge. And it's like for me, what's really cool is that's clear to me, I, and I sense it, and I see you as leading it. It's like, okay, Chase is serious about this. You know, he's he's getting after it. I can see things happening. Um, but tying it back to the reflect that clarifying your inner circle is like. I see you and the leadership, the VBC, you guys are making an impact. It's real. There's real business happening. Um, and that's a testimony to your leadership, but it's also a testimony to people coming together and really having a heart for helping one another. Yeah, it's there's a couple factors to that. I think 
one is having the right people involved. Mm-hmm. You know, just being a veteran doesn't mean that you're a good person, mm-hmm. right? There's lots of people that join the military who are not the greatest people, mm-hmm. and they're not willing to help other people, even other veterans. Yeah. So what's unique about the organization that, that, that we've built here is that it attracts the right people. The, those other people, they're not going to come there. They're mm-hmm. not going to spend time there because they're not going to feel comfortable. Right. Because everybody's there to give. Yes. And they're not givers. So they're not going to show up. Yes. Or if they show up, they're not going to come back again because they don't have anything to give. They're not willing right. to give. They don't have that kind of a, a heart or personality. Mm-hmm. And that's what we expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also feel that the people who do show up have more to give than they realize. Yes. Right? They have more to give than just referral business or... Uh, mentoring uh, an active duty transitioning service member on mm-hmm. business or his next, what his next thing might be, or providing mm-hmm. job opportunities. There's a lot of opportunity to lead within the community yes. as well. And a lot of folks don't even realize they have that potential. So trying to bring that out and, and get the group more involved and in, just in the community in general. We had mm-hmm. uh, candidates for county commission last night come and, yes. come and speak. And I think that's a huge part of what we're doing is, is not just uh, the referral business, but elevating veterans within the community and connecting them with the community, mm-hmm. not being just an island unto ourselves, right? right? If you find yourself on an island, you're going to end up starving to death. Yeah, you know, we need yeah. we need to be connected yeah, yeah. to the mainland. Everybody needs to, you know, work together. And I think that's one of the ways that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool for that them to come out last night and talk about you know some of the things that they're passionate about and. Uh, we can get behind them and support them. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Is uh, in, in southeastern North Carolina has a huge veterans population. Um, but you guys are taking it to a different level with what you're doing with Veterans Business Collective. And there's been other organizations that have been, you know, kind of veterans-focused, but I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing happen now since I've lived here since 2002. So kudos to you and the leadership of the Veterans Business Collective and what you guys are doing. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. So I wanted to transition a little bit because you started a podcast yourself. Yeah, for the Veteran Business Collective, <laughs> I did, yeah. And you were, you were one of my guests, uh, one of my first guests. guests. Uh, one of the early guests. Yeah. So you're now involved at, with Signal Fire Media, too, as uh, one of the partners there. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you're figuring out how to leverage this platform that we have for good yeah, specifically for veterans businesses, but also you know people that want to get out and support what you guys are doing, get them on the show. Yeah, know. absolutely. Uh, it's a great format to, I guess, uh, was, um, words escaping me, but to uh, I guess showcase, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. the human element of the Veteran Business Collective, where yes. You know, a lot of our, our content is, is taken at events. So when we're, um, you know, broadcasting ourselves to the outside world who isn't at our events, you mm-hmm. know, we're trying to attract new members and uh, establish new chapters and that sort of thing. It's, you don't see the, the individual human element clearly. So the podcast is a great way where we can do that. We can bring members in and have a discussion like this. Yeah. You hear their, their story of transition from, you know, military to civilian life or how they started their business and some of the struggles they went through and mm-hmm. or that they're currently facing. And uh, everybody everybody has a story. Everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody faces difficulty and everybody deals with it differently. So everyone's story is unique and, and it's worth listening to and worth hearing. So it's really cool to have a, an opportunity to have a platform to do that for the members, um, get their story heard and mm-hmm. and also just kind of show the inner workings and what, what takes place within the VVC. Well, you mentioned it, it's cool to see, you know, you launched a chapter in New Bern. You've launched mm-hmm. a chapter in Asheville. Sounds like you're getting ready to launch a chapter down in New Orleans. We've got, we've got a couple uh, candidates for chapter presidents in uh, a few different cities. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans one, Fayetteville is one, Johnson mm-hmm. City, Tennessee is one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're moving slow, trying to do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're – Get the right leader. We've got, I think we've got the template down. Um, we're, we're hitting our, mm-hmm. our one year anniversary next month. We're still going strong. So yeah. I think, I think we've kind of got it figured out how to run a chapter. Boy, it's only been right. a year. Wow. Yeah. Or has it already been a year? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's coming, I think the first one I went to maybe December of last year. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, you, you, you got to take this 
podcast medium, SignalFire Media, and all the other marketing things that uh, are a part of SignalFire, and then apply that to the Veteran Business Collective, and then take that. I'm imagining much bigger than you probably would have even have imagined when you started this. Oh, I I didn't have any imagination when I started this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I I didn't. You know, I didn't know if it would make it past the first. I didn't know if we'd have a first meeting. Yeah. You know, I, I'd kind of kicked the idea around for a few months uh, about doing something like this. Because, like, you had been to some other veteran things. I mm-hmm. checked out some things. And, mm-hmm. you know, not to name organizations, but I didn't feel like there were, they were creating a lot of value and that there was a lot going on, you know, either at the meetings or outside the meetings for yeah. the members that people just weren't showing up. And if people mm-hmm. did show up, they weren't the right people and things weren't happening. And I was like, man, and I couldn't figure out who all the other business owners were in town. And that kind of bothered me because I felt like we should be supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so luckily I've, I live here, so I have a bit of an established network and I just called my buddies that I already had uh, who are veterans and in business, you know, Rob Renz, John Panichone, Rob Campbell, who runs our Asheville chapter mm-hmm. now. Um, Avery Washington, uh, yeah. who, who you know quite well now yeah. as well through the VBC, um, and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, guys. What do you think? And they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's give it a shot. I'm like, all right, well, let's get together at, I think it was Ironclad Brewery. Yeah. Um, and it was during the pandemic. Uh, I think the meeting might have actually been illegal because I think lockdowns <laughs> are still still in place. And uh, we still had 15 people show up. Yeah. And so I'm like, wow. Yeah, I think okay. I was at the second meeting. Uh, at Waterman's. Watersman, and yeah. then it was like, and then I came to the third, and it's like, whoa, look at how many people showed up. Since it it the last doubled meeting. every yeah. every meeting for the first probably four or five months, and yeah. I think we've been we've been sitting at uh, usually between forty and probably seventy in the yeah. room um, consistently. Yeah. Uh, well, then it may not be the so. biggest organization that's meeting networking wise, but but my hunch is there's probably more business per person taking place because of those connections that are happening and new ventures being started yes I yeah mean, there's there's been several new uh new ventures started out of relationships developed and yeah. synergies identified and, and that sort of thing yeah i'm looking forward to figuring some of those got out with you guys and you know what, what what other synergies there might be to to grow and do other things that we've done before but signal fire media that you're involved in you got the podcast going for the bbc i'm imagining and you may not have had the vision for that, but I know guys like Rob Renz, who's a big vision kind of guy, mm-hmm. I'm imagining now you guys are starting to dream that out and you're starting to think what you could do with this platform and how that could go. Places. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Signal Fire is Rob's brainchild mm-hmm. um, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Around the same time that we VBC. did the, we started the VBC yeah. is when he started talking about it. And the I remember having started. coffee with him before Suiting Warriors event. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about these other things that he was going to do. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is cool. And yeah. then I got to come and volunteer and help at a Suiting Warriors event. And the people that were there was like, this is some cool. And then we got together as like a follow-up after event together at uh, Chris and Star McKinney, McKinley's house. And I was just like, it's like, these are some really cool people. I was yeah. talking to my co-author, uh, Maria Spears of the Mirabook Project, not long after that. It's like, these are just a great group of people. They're just energizing. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I want to be around them. Yeah, I want to be yeah. involved with them. Exactly, exactly. And, and his, his vision when he started this um, is still the core, the core vision of, mm-hmm. of Signal Fire. It's not, it's not changed. But there's just so many different things you can do uh, based on that vision mm-hmm. of, you know, improving people's lives by focusing on mind, spirit, body, and tribe, uh, using platforms like podcasting and short-form video uh, mm-hmm. that really, it's, it's kind of limitless. You could go yeah. any, any direction with it and take it a long ways. Uh, so it's a really exciting venture to be a part of. Well, Signal Fire is producing this uh Reflect the Life You Want podcast. Their, their studio is co-located in my real estate office. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. and it's fun to get to interact with all the people that are coming in, whether they're coming on your show or my show, uh, and the staff that you know makes all this possible. They're experts at what they do, video quality, sound wise. It's just it's really exciting. And, and Matt Mylot, you know, become closer friends with him. He's gone through the man school process yeah, that's right. with me. Yep. 
and you know just deepen that connection there and it's just cool to see all the things that are happening and that and will continue to happen because of i think the getting back to that kind of shared understanding of how we think and operate we're not all the same but we have this mutual respect Mm -hmm. it's like ah i can work with tim because i know that he's going to be this way yeah and just trusting that that's going to be the way it is and we just we just step into having conversations about business opportunities and who can help one another out yeah i think we've got a meeting coming up here uh very soon yeah. uh, to discuss some some real estate stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna step in. There's one of the guys walking yeah, through this the, 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 <laughs> the office door. So it's it's just um, it's really cool just to watch and see. But you know, it's like your leadership with the veteran business community, and now you're stepping in doing the um, excuse me the veteran business collective, and now stepping in creating a podcast, and now with Signifier Media, and then there's gonna be other things. It's just been really cool to watch well, and see. You, and just I'm cheering you guys on, but I'm also like, I want some of that too. I want to, how do I get involved with those guys? It, well, you are. <laughs> I mean, you haven't, you haven't missed a, a, a meeting at the, of the VBC, I don't think, uh, yeah. all year. Yeah. Um, you've been incredibly consistent, and I personally really appreciate it. I yeah. do. It means a lot to see people like you taking time out of your schedules to show up to our, our events and participate. Um, you know, you're not getting referrals every time you show up to an event, no events like that. Right. But people show up anyway. And it it does, it does mean a lot to me, uh, to have people involved, especially, you know, folks of your caliber. Um, and you know, we're in the signal fire studio (laughs) and we're, we're subleasing from you. So (laughs) I think you've got to, you've got to, well, I think you (laughs) you touched on something earlier and I'm going to come back to it and then we're going to get to a couple of key questions and you just you just mentioned something about you're not getting referrals every time you go to the meeting and and you're, you're also involved in my coastal connections networking team and you know my acrostic my mantra for my real estate business is the acrostic home helping others means everything and there's a book that i read a few year, years ago bob berg was a co-author he was on as a guest on my podcast a couple of months ago it's called the Go Giver, and and you talked about the right kind of people coming to the network organization, and it's the people that have the orientation to give. It's like, what value can I create for somebody else that are going to get they're going to get invited back or get invited out for a coffee or lunch, and it's like, as opposed to who's who's got their hand out when they show up, right? Right. You can really sense that difference. Yeah. And it's evident early on. It's like, okay, this person's got the right mindset. They're, they're, they're willing to invest in building a relationship. It's like, I, I, they, I might not be able to give them business right now because I've already got an established relationship with someone else over mm-hmm. here, but I can still help them. Right. I can put them in touch with somebody else who might be able to benefit where yeah. I can have a conversation with them and say, you know, what are you trying to achieve? I might just have some wisdom or knowledge that I can share that's a benefit to them. That's a great point. I mean, me and some of the other guys, we've had we've had some pretty good one-on-ones with folks who mm-hmm. were going through some issues or tough times and you know didn't really know what direction to go with things. I'm not talking suicide, anything to that mm-hmm. level, but just you know some professional difficulties. And uh, it's amazing how... Uh, how quickly those stressors and difficulties can can just lighten and fade away when you table them with some people yeah. um, who are willing to listen, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they don't have a solution, but they're willing to listen and maybe share a similar type of experience that they had at one point. It, it mm-hmm. just it minimizes a lot of that, mm-hmm. and and so that's that's a that's a great point that you just made. That that's a whole other part of uh, your tribe is not just relying on them for what can. What can they give me and what can I give them financially? But mm-hmm. what can we give to each other support wise? You yes. know, like how are how is everybody doing emotionally? Yeah. Do you do you want to just sit down and, and talk? Do you need an ear for a while? You know, because mm-hmm. let's face it, our wives get tired of listening to us sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta talk to somebody else, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, that that that's a good point. Your point about the people that are there for themselves, you know, that was I've learned how to kind of spot those people over the years. I, I pay attention to 
uh, language. Mm. And you hear, I listen to how, how often somebody says I mm-hmm. versus you or us and we. Yeah. You know, the people that everything's I, 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 me, 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 and all mm-hmm. their sentence structure mm-hmm. tend to be the ones that that's how their thinking is all about themselves. Mm-hmm. And the people that are always, oh, what do you think? What about you and them and mm-hmm. well, us and we collectively uh, are the ones that are trying to help others uh, more so than worrying about themselves. Well, I think that's evident both in the Veterans Business Collective and the Signal Fire Media kind of culture that I see is that they truly are oriented toward helping the membership, helping others. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're all business people. We all got to have a return on our investment yeah. and success. Uh, but it's just like for me with, you know, reflect the life you want. It's, it's not monetized yet, but I'm making an investment in people that I believe in, in Signal Fire. And I know that they're going to help me to grow my business, and that's going to lead to other good things. So there's kind of like, uh, if I didn't believe in the people that are supporting me, that are helping me to do what I'm doing, I wouldn't make that investment. Right. Okay. But I believe that this is going to lead to some good things. So it's like, I don't, it's, I don't have to worry about what's happening right now. Right. I'm thinking long term, it's like, I have some people that are friends of mine that I'm investing in taking the skills that they have and the vision that they have that will help me, and ultimately it's helping others. We were, we were looking at some analytics before the, the show, and it's like, you know, it, it's beginning to, you know, get a little bit of a following. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're getting guests on. We're helping them get the word out about their business or their service or something they're passionate about and more and more people are listening. Yeah. So then that's going to help grow. So it's going to help you grow the veterans business collective. It's going to help signal fire grow. Um, And what's so cool about that is you look at those metrics and you see your following growing. mm -hmm. But what's neat about that is let's say you've got a thousand listeners Mm -hmm. or you've got 10 listeners, but if just one of those, one of those listeners could be the key. Oh yeah. Right. Could be could be your next big opportunity. Yeah. Or be the person whose life you changed. Mm-hmm. You know. So it, it, even if you only have ten, but one of them could be the one that picks up the phone and calls you and says, "Hey, I've got this opportunity. You seem like the right person. Let's yep. have a chat." Or, "Hey, you just you just changed my life. Mm-hmm. That episode you had really really hit me. Really, you know, I needed it at that time in my life, and I've been figuring some things out now. Like." You can make a difference whether there's 10 or there's 1,000, you know? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, I, um, and what's coming to mind for me as you're talking is this idea of being detached from the outcome. Yeah. So, like, in coaching, it's like I'm helping someone um, see their own mind and helping them to figure out whatever it is they're figuring out, but I'm, I don't have the solution for them. They have the answers within themselves. I'm helping them to discover that. But sometimes in business, it's like... Um, and I've heard Bob Berg, the author, the co-author of The Go-Giver, talk about this. It's not the financial reward to be focused on. Mm-hmm. It's the activity. So if I go out every day and I'm serving and I'm doing it at a high-level value and I'm creating value for someone else and I'm making a difference in helping someone, the result will be this financial reward. If I mm-hmm. go with the mindset that what am I going to get – and going back to that I language, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to give me? Um, you're not going to have that success. So you got to go out there and create value for other people. And I think you absolutely, with the Veterans Business Collective, are creating value for veteran business owners and small business. I've seen that. I'm seeing yeah. it happen, and it's cool. I hope so. I mean, that's the point, right? Yeah. And I'd like to think that if, if we weren't, and people wouldn't people be showing stop up. showing so, up. Yeah. So there there but we, we do have beer though. <laughs> you know, and that tends to draw yeah. a crowd. Yes, so. it does. And Signal Fire <laughs> is absolutely uh great. It's it's really cool to me now is like I'll hear from someone around the country. Say, I'd like to be on your show. That's awesome. It's like, ooh. It's like, yeah. That's cool. It's like, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's get you on the show. That is that feels um, good. That's cool. Man. So you you don't know who's listening. And you don't know whose life, like you said, you might impact someone just by sharing something that they needed to hear. And that's, that's one of the driving uh, forces with, with the VBC for me is 
you know, there's 50,000 some VSOs in the country, veteran mm-hmm. service organizations, mm-hmm. all trying to solve different problems for the veteran community. Mm-hmm. And probably half of them are trying to solve the suicide problem. Yeah. Um, my, my opinion on it is that if you, if you come into the process after somebody's decided that's the direction they want to go, you're too late. Yeah. Right. Lots of studies have shown that a lot of times the decision's made and followed through within about four minutes. Mm. So you're, you're too late. Mm. If, if they're already that far gone, you're, you're not going to get to them in time, right? Mm. So, uh, And plus, we don't ask for help. Right. Veterans are notoriously bad at asking for help on mm. anything, mm-hmm. anything. They carry their own pack. They don't yeah. ask someone else to carry their pack ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no matter how much they're struggling, they, they tell themselves they need to just push through it and man mm-hmm. up. And, and so they don't reach out. So all these outreach programs and stuff, people, they don't ask for help. They don't reach out. Mm-hmm. And, and so in discussions with the leadership team, we talk about these three things of, uh, you know, tribe, purpose, and economic stability are things that you lose when you leave the military, and they're all huge stressors. Yeah. So if we can provide that, mm-hmm. those three things again, and, and a landing pad for folks, you know, the hope is that maybe people don't ever struggle to the point where they need some of these other services or where those mm-hmm. other services would be necessary. Mm-hmm. No, that's not something we can quantify, though. Yeah. Like a treatment facility can quantify how many people walk through the door, how many right. people they served. We're not going to be able to quantify how many people this, you know, never thought about suicide because they had a purpose, a tribe, mm-hmm. and, and economic stability and success. Yeah. But I'd like to think that that's you know, a foundational aspect of what we're doing and that it does quietly and unnoticed have that impact and make that uh, uh, or drive that value. Well, I think you're taking that small inner circle that's developed veteran business collecting signal fire, and that's going to take that message out and you're expanding that circle. Hopefully you're going to reach more people and bring them in before they get to the state of thinking about something we don't want to consider. Yeah. So... Well, I always like to ask two questions of my guests to kind of close things out. And one is, so reflect the life you want is the theme of the book. So I always like to ask guests is, what is it that you, Chase, are personally working on for yourself to reflect more the life that you want? uh, You you prepped me for this before the show, so I I did think about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, for the last probably... 18 to 24 months, um, I've been putting more effort into uh, trying to understand what drives me and my decision-making processes around certain things Mm -hmm. and paying more attention to that. Mm -hmm. Um, You're thinking about what you're thinking about. I do too much of that. (laughs) I spend too much time in my own head. But for a lot of years, you know, it was extremely just busy, extremely busy. And just taking actions without you know, really thinking them through a lot, you know, mm-hmm. starting a business while going to school, while also having a job, while doing all this mm-hmm. other stuff and having a family and just going a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you wake up and two or three years went by and you maybe find yourself in a place that you, you weren't trying to get to, you weren't planning to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're around people that maybe you, you, if you had put more intention into it, you wouldn't have been around. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd have focused more on different aspects instead of on, like you said, outcomes. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been trying to focus more on uh, you know what is it I want out of life uh, aside from you know the the economic success and stability because I've found that we that's, need to get you to go through the man school course with me. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> huh? But I found that's the easiest thing to achieve is, is is get the money. Yeah, like that's actually not that difficult. You can. There's a lot of ways to go get money. Yeah, uh, but they're not all going to make you happy. You're not going to mm-hmm. be around people you like doing all of them, mm-hmm. and you may not have time for your family or anything outside of it either. So you have to find this balance. And, yeah. and I've never really taken the time to sit back and do that before. Mm-hmm. It's just been go, go, go. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be very intentional uh, as of late uh, in what I choose to get involved with in mm-hmm. based on you know, not just what it is or what it pays, or what the return might be, but also who I'm going to be working with, yeah. you know, how we're going to be spending our time, how that's going to impact family life, yeah. and just saying no to more things. That's very, very important, you know, establishing boundaries and making, you know, it's uh, my co-author, Maria Spears of the Mirror Book Project, and her um, uh, podcast 
co-host MK Wath and they were guests on the show recently and they talk about this idea what am I going to say heck yes to you know as opposed to H-E-L-L yes mm-hmm. right but it's like it's it's got to be something strong it's got to be something I'm passionate about that I really want to go all in on otherwise I'm not going to give it the effort that it requires and deserves I'm also whether I say yes to I got to say no to something else yeah there's opportunity cost for everything you do yeah, yeah. so I better say heck yes to whatever I'm saying yes to. And it's got to be able to support those different areas of my life that are important to me, my family, my wife, my, you know, whatever, my close business relationships, my close friendships. It's got to honor those things or I shouldn't say yes to it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, uh, that is a challenge sometimes. It's like we, we say yes to more than we should say yes to and then we're not as effective as we could be and we don't get the kind of results that we want to have. Yeah, no, that's it. That's I couldn't have said it better. It's perfect. And I think that getting back to that, clarify your inner circle with your tribe that you're close to, as they get closer to you, and they know you better and better, and you get that closeness and that bond and that connection, you're able to call each other out. You're yeah. able to lovingly say, "Hey, Chase, you know, you're screwing up, buddy." That, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah. I'm not so sure that's such a good business idea. Yeah. You know. You know, why, why are you passionate about it? Maybe, How do we take that passion that you have and apply it o- elsewhere? Only your really good friends will be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's lots of people who tell you your business idea is stupid. Mm-hmm. One, because they don't understand it. They don't mm-hmm. understand business. They don't want you to be successful because they're not. You right. know, uh, your own family will, will dissuade you from, from doing things. Mm-hmm. Like my family, all of them fought me on joining the Marine Corps. Except for my grandfather. Yeah. Right. They all they all said you're crazy. You should go to college. Why would you do that? Go to college at least, be an officer. Right. They all fought me on it. Yeah. Then when I decided to leave the Marine Corps, they all told me I was crazy to leave the Marine Corps too. <laughs> I was like, well, which is it? Was I crazy yeah. to go in the Marine Corps? Or am I crazy for leaving the Marine Corps? Like, come on now. Yeah. Right. So you can't you can't listen to necessarily everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside outside perspectives. But when you get a really close inner circle, mm-hmm. people that really true truly do care. Mm-hmm. for you and understand you yeah. and they they call you out and they say hey you know i, I know you pretty well brother mm-hmm. and maybe maybe you should turn left here or mm-hmm. maybe you should slow up uh mm-hmm. it's worth listening to yeah well i think uh that's a nice segue into the last question i always ask my guests it's like so you've you've got a lot of life experience you've got uh experience as a, mar- a marine you've got experience deploying overseas you got experience launching multiple businesses you got a Veteran Business Collective, now you're a partner of Signal Fire Media. You got other things that you got your fingers into a little bit. It's like, is there, if there was like one thing that you could either say to a younger version of yourself or someone else uh, that's coming up in the world that you would share with them to reflect more the life that they want, what would that one thing be? I don't think it's as simple as just saying one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not for me, it's not. I think there's a couple aspects to it. um, And I think the first is introspection. Mm -hmm. I I find introspection extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, For all the reasons we stated earlier about, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to know what you want to get into or don't want to get into, right? But, you know, in the military, we we have this this expression of, uh, uh, you know, understanding what your strengths are. Yep. and improving on, and, you know, eliminating your weaknesses every day. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that without honest introspection, like really yep. taking a hard look at yourself. Right. Because um, it's easy to get ideas in your head based on influences from the outside world. Mm-hmm. If you spend time on LinkedIn or, or watching the news or anything, you're going to be bombarded with all kinds of signals from different industries, different success stories, and it's easy to... Uh, paint an image in your mind of you doing a thing that maybe you're not suited for. Mm-hmm. And you can find yourself going down a path that you don't belong on. Mm-hmm. And healthy introspection will, will help avoid that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, as you said earlier, taking massive action, you just got to try things mm-hmm. and then apply introspection along the way yeah. and being honest and being able to say, you know what? Yeah, I went down this path, but I'm pulling the plug on it because it's not for me. Mm. You know, there's there's so much out there that uh, all the time telling people don't quit. You know, just struggle through. Well, people absolutely should quit sometimes. Mm. If if you're not on the right path, you should quit. 
mm-hmm. right? Now, just because something's difficult isn't a reason to quit. But mm-hmm. if you're being honest with yourself and you've gotten into something that really doesn't fit your personality mm-hmm. or your character, or your principles, or you find yourself around people that um, are not people that you want to spend your time around, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you should reevaluate the direction you're going in. Mm-hmm. So introspection combined with action, I think, are uh, – you know, it's a healthy place to start. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, that self-awareness and self-assessing and really evaluating and then going back to that, you know, clarifying your inner circle, going back to uh, who are the people that love you and care about you are willing to call you out Yeah. and help you. When you can't see it yourself, you got a blind spot. And being able to listen to and hear from those people uh, is very, very powerful. Well, it's been uh, awesome to have this conversation, you know, and I, I just see your, your leadership locally in the community of the Veteran Business Collective and other things and what's going on with Signal Fire. I just, I see good things just continuing to happen. I sure and, hope so. Yeah, I believe, I believe it will. The other thing um, I always like to do at the end of a show is just how do we connect with Chase Roth? How do we connect, you know, we learn more about Steam, we learn more about the Veteran Business Collective, we want to learn more about the service of Signifier Media, yeah. or just get in touch with you directly. What, what are some mechanisms to reach out? Uh, for the Veteran Business Collective, uh, just veteranbusinesscollective.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a contact form on there. You can just sign up on there. If you sign up, we'll add you to Slack. We'll uh, add you to our email distro so you'll know about all our events. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready for that, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, Veteran Business Collective, on, on both platforms. All our events and updates are posted to all the social platforms, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to keep up to date there. Um, for business inquiries and other things, it's signalfire.media. If you're interested in uh, you know podcasting services, or you want to buy a really cool chill switch shirt <laughs> for uh, for your Friday attire, yeah. uh, signalfire.media is the the place yeah. to find those. Yeah, excellent. Well, it's uh, it's been an honor to get to know you in the last couple of years, Same and to you too. Uh, I just see, I, th- I think your and I's friendship will grow as our business the things grow. Uh, but I just see what you're doing and making an impact for a veterans community and making an impact, hopefully, at the, the state level with SB 711. That's another thing. If people want to learn more about that and get behind that or get behind purchasing T-shirts that are you know going towards to help those kinds of issues, is there another place we can learn about that? Uh, yeah, you can visit uh, uh, NC Can. Um, and as well as uh, NC Families for Medical Cannabis, yeah. uh, they're they're the ones driving the effort for this mm-hmm. bill um, mm-hmm. to the, within the public. Uh, also, we have another shirt. Um, I'm not wearing it today. It's a combat cocktail shirt. Yeah. Um, I think Matt's got his on today. Yes, he does. Uh, part of the proceeds from that shirt, we donate to the Veterans Alliance for Holistic Alternatives. Right. Uh, they're conducting research into the use of cannabis and other other uh, holistic. Uh, alternatives to the combat cocktail that's prescribed by the VA to treat uh, PTSD and pain management and all the other things. So um, easy way to help out a little bit. Well, we'll make sure when this episode comes out of Reflect the Life You Want that in the episode notes, we have links to those different organizations that people can show their support, buy a t-shirt and uh, get behind what you guys are doing. Excellent. Appreciate it, Tim. All right. Thank you for being a guest and go out there and live a life of greatness. You got it.